the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jesus and Joe podcast. If this is your very first time here, welcome. My name is Georgia, and yes, I spell my name a little differently. It's spelled with a J, but honestly, my parents were really cool, and they wanted me to be unique, and that's what the Lord calls us to be, so hello. I am so excited to know that you are here. Uh, This message that I'm about to tell you is one of the most important messages I can probably ever speak as a Christian, but also as your sister in Christ. And so through this little podcast, I want you to just kind of view you and I on a whole different level, okay? Right now, you may just be listening to me through your headphones. I might be in your car. Hey, girl, what's up? Where are we going? Um, Or we may just be chilling at you know, a park, a coffee shop. We might be hanging out with friends. I don't know. We may be on a run together because honestly, I listen to podcasts when I do my workouts too. So wherever we're at, I may just be a voice right now, but I really want you just to picture me as a sister in Christ. I want you to view me as your friend because this is a conversation and a topic that I love to speak about because so many of you have asked about it. And this is a podcast episode that's been long and coming, so I'm excited to do this, but I'm excited just to speak to you as a sister. So let's get on that sister level. Let's chit-chat about this because, y'all, we are talking about how we can have that relationship with the Lord. We all know the whole saying of, like, how to be that girl. But, like, there is this kind of, like, stereotype when we talk about that. It may mean perfect. It may mean something that seems so absurd and so perfect that you just have to have it. So here's the thing. We're talking about how to get that relationship with the Lord because we see it. We see it on TikTok. We see it on Instagram. We see it with all in all areas of life. We see these girls, these Christian girls post their Bible time or their devotional time on their Instagram story. Okay, sweet. Then we see girls like literally on fire for Jesus on TikTok. Fantastic. Then we also listen to podcasts and these Christian girls are so on fire for Christ. And you just sit there and wonder how in the world can I have that kind of relationship with the Lord? Girl, I am in the same boat because honestly, sometimes I'm like, how in the world How in the world? Like, I don't get it. Because honestly, when I'm doing my devotional, y'all, I literally just arose from my slumber. I ain't looking cute. There's no cute coffee in this photo. Absolutely not. I'm sitting in my bed and my sheets are completely just thrown off the bed. I mean, like, it's not cute. It's not aesthetic. No. When I'm on TikTok, I'm sitting in my car. Like, there's nothing special about it. And when I'm doing this podcast right now, I am literally in my gym attire. Um sitting on the floor of my bedroom. I mean, like, there's nothing aesthetic about this. But I'm saying that there's sometimes, like, that stereotype on being a Christian and having a perfect aesthetic and a perfect life. We are putting all the stereotypes away, but we are focusing on the relationship portion of this. How to have a strong relationship with God. It's time to stop comparing our walks with the Lord in a completely different way, but start actually focusing on what matters. You 
in him. So let me ask you a question. How do you strengthen a friendship? Glad you answered. Okay, so this is how you do it. You invest in them. You hang out with them. You talk to them. You start wanting to be around their presence because they have a contagious personality. They make you feel good. I mean, that is what you want to be around, right? And so the more you hang out, the stronger your friendship will be. It's not science, honestly. It's just the way that God has created relationships to be. And just how friendships can be like that, that's exactly how a relationship with the Lord is too. So many girls have DM'd me on how to have a strong relationship. And so I have been able to break down what has helped me. And so this is just like kind of like a little five pieces of wisdom on how to have that relationship with God. But before I do that, it's story time hour. It is story time hour. I'm going to share with you what has happened what was that kind of like that switch for me from taking my faith to a whole different level? Because I feel like that's super important. It, it would just mean nothing if I just, you know, sat up, not literally laid on my floor of the bedroom with a little microphone right here and just said that, oh, like, you know, like, this is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't even know my story, then it's not proven in any way. So here we go. I know a lot of my listeners on here are in like that college age like you're in school you may have just graduated you may be going into college so honestly i want you to picture georgia in college it's actually the night before her first class in college i it was 2017 wow that's long ago it was 2017 and it was the day that i moved into my dorm and uh, i remember my family you know, was packing me all up. They dropped off all my stuff and we put everything together. And of course I had such a cute room. Oh my gosh, y'all should have seen pictures. It was precious. And I was really excited about it, but I was trying to figure out like, how can I stall them from leaving? You don't know anything about me. My last name is Gust and the Gust family is a tight knit group. We are very, very, very close. And so the fact that my family was about to leave was going to really, really suck. You know, I was, I'm the old, also the oldest child. And so I also consider myself the guinea pig of the family. It's just like, I kind of try everything first and then my siblings kind of follow and like, okay, like, and my parents learn from that. They're like, okay, like Georgia did this way. Let's try this way with this kid. You know, love it. I'm honored to be the guinea pig child. Love it. But you know, this was the first time that my family finally let a child go off to college. You know, this is the first time my siblings ever saw you know, their older sibling, like, take a big step like this. And so with my family, the reason why we were so close is because we were completely founded on Christ. My family made sure that we were com- completely consumed with the, with the Lord and needed a strong relationship with the Lord. We knew the importance of it. I mean, every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, you could always catch the golden minivan that belonged to the Gus family in the parking lot. My family or my parents had various leadership positions in the church from a youth pastor to a child's director. I mean, like we were always in church. And so the reason why I bring that up is that church was everything to me with my family. And this was the first time that I finally was on my own. They weren't close by. I mean, I know some of y'all are like, oh girl, I'm like six hours away. Okay, sister, I'm so proud of you. I love that. I'm so, so proud of you. I almost did that actually. I did. 
But the Lord called me to a school that was only like an hour and a half away. But to me, it felt really, really, really far. But it was also my first taste of independence. So, you know, I go to my classes. I'm learning everything and all that kind of stuff. And my parents aren't around. My siblings aren't around. So it's like, I can do whatever the heck I want to do now. And so that also you know, came to church. Like, did I really even want to do church anymore? Did I really want to invest in Jesus anymore? I don't even know. But I did. And I'm really grateful that the Lord really captured my heart at a very young age because I knew that this is not just a family faith, but I wanted to make it my own. So as my parents finally left and they dropped me off, we said our goodbyes. I remember I came back to the dorm. My roommate wasn't there yet. And I was like, I had a moment of silence and peace. And I can remember this moment like it was yesterday. I pulled out my Bible, my little journal, and my devotional. And so I started kind of spending some time with God. But then I started praying over the next four years. I started to see that this campus was not just a place where I'd get an education, but this is where God's going to use me as his hands and his feet. This is the place where I'm going to meet friends that have been prayed over since I was a freshman in high school. I'm finally going to meet these people here. I was so excited and so expecting for God to move in such a huge way. But I realized right then and there that it was just me and him. There was no more family to push me in my faith. It was me and him. So I looked, I closed my Bible, closed all my little books, and I looked up at the ceiling and I said, Jesus, it's you and me. Let's do this thing. And that prayer has kind of set the tone for the rest of my life. I mean, taking huge steps of faith, being obedient, learning who God is in a whole different way. That has what has changed everything for me. And so since making that, saying that prayer, I finally kind of like put, like kind of summarize, like what kind of shifted to make my faith go from a family faith to a personal faith. And I want to also clarify this as well. If you are the girl that is just looking to know Jesus in a whole different way, glad you're here. If you are the girl that's questioning if God even hears you anymore, you're even questioning that God even exists, I'm glad you're here. If you are the girl that is just like, I don't even get this anymore. Like, is this even worth it? I'm glad you're here. I have been in your shoes before. And I want to let you know that it is not bad. You are okay. You are going to get back on track. I know that you are. So I don't want you to feel like this is just me just going to be like pounding this information into your head. But I want you to like these are baby steps to going all in. And the thing that you are already here, you're already listening to this, you're already taking that first step. God's already working on your heart. He's already saying, don't worry, girl, I got you. Let's, let's just see what Georgia has to say. But I'm going to speak through her, and this is what she has some little pieces of wisdom to share with you. And I really hope that this is something that you will consume, but actually put into practice. So here we go. The five ways on how to get that relationship with the Lord. Here we go. So number one, as you heard from my story, I realized. That's the first step is realization. Is really understanding, okay, God. I know, and like in Sunday school, whenever you're in high school, like you know what God has done. You know what God says. But who is he? 
who is God? That was something that I had to learn. It's something all of us need to learn is who is God? We know that his son died on a cross for us. We know that Jesus is really nice, that he walked here on the earth for 30 years. He did ministry. He was a friend, a redeemer, a healer, a provider. He was so many things. But how does that apply to us? So what I want you to do is that when you are just sitting there going, okay, like if you don't know like where to go in your devotional, if you don't know what to think about or like even how to pray, I want you just to look up a name of God. And I want you to find the verses that go with it. Like literally Google is your best friend when it comes to having that relationship with the Lord. When you go into Google and you're like, okay, like I want to know God as a redeemer. Like a thousand verses will come up and it will prove, okay, this is God. And the more that you know it, the more you retain it is the more you are going to know it without a shadow of a doubt. And it makes your faith unwavering. And sister, life is not fair. It's not fair. And so there are going to be things that come your way. And so when situations, circumstances happen, like what are you going to fall back on? Your fear or your faith? What are you going to feed? I hope it's your faith. I really do. So I want you to start realizing who God is. Because what really shifted everything for me was that I depended on him for everything. And when he becomes your everything, you know that he's everything you need. It's plain and simple. When he becomes your everything, you know he's everything you need. The second one, this is so simple. And whenever I like message girls back, they're like, Georgia, how do you have like a strong relationship with the Lord? I always talk about these two next points. It's talking to him and reading about him and reading. Talking to him and reading. But talking to him is one of my favorites because I also have a devotion that I wrote called Besties with Jesus. And it all kind of came about and really got, you know, sewn into my heart to write this message because I started talking to him. You know, whenever we pray, we usually, you know, when you're young and get your faith, you always kind of give that laundry list of all your needs, all your desires, all your requests, and you put them before the feet of Jesus. That's what you're supposed to do. But sometimes we forget that Jesus is just, he wants to talk to you. You know, it's kind of like if you're sitting with your friend across the table, okay, and she asks you about your day, you go on and 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 on about every single detail, every single person, every single place you went, every single mile you spent. I mean, like everything. And you don't ask her, like, how was yours? So it's just kind of like a one-sided conversation, as you see. And I think that that's what kind of helped me was I was like, okay, like Jesus wants to talk to me too. So I allowed time and space and stillness for God to speak. So try that. I want you to try that and see what happens. And if you're like, Georgia, I hear nothing. It's okay. Another thing too is when you start reading, you know what the voice of God sounds like. We'll get into that in the next point. But talking, I want you to talk to him. You know, for, you know, like push aside the laundry list for a little bit, but I want you to talk to him about your day. I want you to talk to him about your friends. I want you to talk about what you're grateful for, even how excited you are for what God has in store for you, how he can mold you how, and ask him questions like, God, like, how can you mold me and shape me into the person that you want me to be? 
God, how are you going to use me in this place? How are you going to use me in this kind of way? Like, what, what are you up to? And then allow him to speak to you. This is a shameless plug, but whenever I wrote Best Suits of Jesus, I wrote down the characteristics that you see in your everyday friendships that you see here on earth, but they're also found in Jesus. I highly suggest reading it because honestly, you'll see Jesus as more not of just like this, you know, he's in heaven, he's so far away from me, like he doesn't hear me. No, 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 girl. He's sitting right next to you right now. He's your friend. What friend wouldn't want to be right next to you? So I hope that you enjoy it because honestly, if you're looking for a good devotional this summer or whatever time you're listening to this, that's it. The third one is I want you to start reading. Listen, I'm going to be the first to say it, okay? Sorry, but I'm going to say it. When I do my devotional sometimes, I don't remember what it's about literally three hours later. I'm sorry. Sorry, I said it. But the thing is, is I'm like, okay, like how can I start remembering what my devotional is about? And let's be honest, sometimes when we read our devotional, it doesn't really go along with what we're walking through right then and there. So when my devotional just wasn't really hitting that day, um, there's a verse that usually your author um, of the book or the devotional will write. And they will say, like, this is a verse that the devotional goes along with. I want you to start reading the chapter that verse goes along with. Because that shows you the importance of, one, God's word. But it also shows you the importance of why the author chose that verse in the first place. We all know the verse, Philippians 4.13. I, I wanted to come up with a common verse that all of us know. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Great verse. I love this verse. I mean, this is what I would say whenever I had stressful days at work. I can say this whenever I did tests for school. I said this whenever I was trying to pass my driving test for like literally the third time. I said it all the time. But then I actually read the chapter that this verse goes along with. Now, Philippians is a letter that is written to one of the churches. And I believe it's Paul. Don't quote me on that, okay? I think it's... And the author of this story... Okay, the author of Philippians is just walking through some stuff. Basically, he's been traveling from church to church to land to all these little places on his little bare feet. Bless him. But the thing is, is that he literally has nothing. He has nothing. And so... Um, he's writing a letter to one of the churches and is like, hey, like, thank you so much for all your prayers, all of this. And it's giving us all these great verses that we live our lives on to this day. I mean, like, don't worry about nothing for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. I mean, all these verses are found in Philippians 4. But when you get to Philippians 4.13, it talks, the verses before it talk about how, like, he's like, listen, like, I may not have anything. This guy had nothing. He had the clothes on his literal back. So I want you to imagine what you're wearing right now. That's all you have. Crazy. And so this man had nothing, but he comes out and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now you see that this verse is something completely different. He's not just passing an exam for school. He's not passing a driving test. He's literally getting to point A to point B on the strength of Christ alone. Hello. I mean, that is the importance of scripture. The second point I want to make with reading. The Bible is the one book you will never get enough of. 
you see your grandparents, your parents, you see elders and mentors read this Bible and you're like, how do you just crave it so much? It's one of those things that's like when you start reading it, guys, you just can't get enough. I don't know what it is. It's the power of God's word. It's the power of God's word. So start reading a chapter a day. It is not hard. I promise it's not a lot. I want you to start with James. James is a really good short. It's a short book of the Bible, but it teaches you the life of a Christian and how to live differently and how to follow the, you know, how to follow Jesus. And so I always recommend James. Romans is a really good one too, but John is my absolute favorite because it talks about the life of Jesus. Read those three. And then once you start reading those three, you will probably be obsessed with God's word. And then I want you to let you let me know. And I'd love to hear about your story, your little transformation. Like that's how I got that relationship with the Lord. Love to hear it. Very excited to hear about it. The fourth thing I want to tell you is that friends, y'all, friends, you know how much I love talking about relationships and community and friendships. It is so important in being a key factor on how to get that relationship with the Lord. There is a saying, there's a saying out there that says you become who your friends are. But I want you to think of just kind of like your five closest friends, the five people that you hang out with most. It is psychological, no, is psychology that literally you become who they are. You mimic them. I mean, like the more that I hang out with my Southern friends, the more that I start having a Southern accent. It just happens. That's even in line with like their actions, their words, how they treat people. I mean, like those kinds of things, those things are like taught and inherited by the people that you know most and are around the most. So I want you to think of a friend that loves Jesus, that is obsessed with him, that loves chasing Jesus, that loves learning about Jesus, the friend that makes you feel like sunshine, the friend that makes everyone around them just feel so happy. There is nothing better than having an actual conversation with a friend about Jesus. Nothing. And so I want you to start hanging out with that girl more or that guy more, whoever that person is. I want you to start being around them more because chasing Jesus as a community. Oh my gosh. Talk about a game changer. And you also have to remember Jesus had friends here on earth. His little 12 disciples, those were his buddies. That should show you that community is so important. So be around those good people, have a good community group, because those are the people that are going to lead you closer to him. Number five, the last one, take WWJD to a whole different level, y'all. That's what shifted a lot of things for me. Because like I said in the first point, life is not fair. There's going to be things that happen. There's going to be situations and circumstances that come, and you can either fall back on fear, or you can fall back on faith. So I'm going to give you another story time. I know, so excited, so many stories. I was in college, and let's just say a friend really did me dirty. Really did me dirty. I was really bitter, really mad at this person. And my heart was just so hardened to this person. Just so hardened. And uh, I remember just feeling really icky. Like, just like, man, this just sucks. This, I hate this. I hate this feeling. And so God started putting him on my heart more. And so I started like praying for him and hopefully he's doing better, all that kind of stuff. And the more that God put him on my heart, it led me to reach out to him. So I reached out to him 
and we had a conversation and we both apologized for what we did. The thing is, is that I could have just looked at him and said, you did this, 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 and this, and that does not deserve my forgiveness and we can never be friends again. I could have, but I didn't. I forgave him because Jesus has forgiven me so much. Why can't I forgive someone like that? And what was so sweet about just this act of forgiving is that I have experienced one of the sweetest friendships I've ever known. He has loved me in the way that Jesus does. He's encouraged me. He has cheered me on. I've been able to trust him with a lot of things in my life. I mean, like he's always been there. And the fact that like I almost did not forgive, the fact that I almost didn't reach out, I mean, that's just the act of forgiveness. That's the act of God's power. That's the act of how God brings people together. But what would Jesus do? If you're going through something like that too, I want you to literally pray about it. Ask God for direction. Go to go to scripture. See what he says. Reach out to your mentors. Be around your community group. Ask them what they think. But start taking what would Jesus do to a whole different level. Love like him. Serve like him. Forgive like him. Provide like him. There are so many things that we can start doing more of. And the more you start doing it, the more that you feel like you are truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. He wants to use you, but you have to be willing. So guys, those are my five steps on how to have that kind of relationship with the Lord. But before we close out, you know the drill, y'all. Oh, also, I am making a huge little Instagram post about this content today. So if you liked what you listened to, awesome. Share it with your friends. But also, I want you to share it on your Instagram. Let's show everyone on Instagram how to have that kind of relationship with the Lord this summer, too. So let's pray. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this listener. I thank you for this sweet time that we had together. Lord, I just thank you for just who you are. You are one of a kind, and we are so grateful that we get to serve a king just like you. Lord, I just pray for each of our relationships, and God, give us the fire, give us the motivation, give us the determination to know you in a whole different way. We want to know you, Jesus. We want to. And so give our hearts that craving to do so. So Jesus, thank you for her. Thank you for today. Thank you so much for this message. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you so much. I will see you next week. Have a fantastic day.